Welcome to the Life of an Educator, hosted by Matthew Beal. And welcome to the Life of an Educator podcast hosted by Matthew Duick. Welcome back to another episode, episode 9 of season 1. And let me start off by saying Merry Christmas. If you are listening to this shortly after the release date, I hope that you are truly enjoying the holiday season with family and friends and taking time to rest and rejuvenate and get ready for the new year 2023 is right around the corner and uh, so let me say Merry Christmas and I hope that you are experiencing joy, peace, hope and love this holiday season. I also want to say thanks so much for all of the great comments and feedback from uh, last episode. I had Matt Reimer on as a special guest and uh, he did an amazing job. We had a great interview together and uh, lots of you listened and uh, so thanks so much for listening and for giving some great feedback and if you haven't listened or haven't had a chance to listen uh, feel free to go back and uh, season one episode eight one-on-one with Matt Reimer we talk all about the passion and purpose that each one of us can discover and find just by stepping out and trying new things and so it's a great encouragement to all of you. And so thanks so much. I am so, as I think about coming to the end of this year, I am so encouraged by all of you who are listening and sending in feedback and encouragement. And so thanks so much for just being a part of this journey with me. I don't take it lightly and I just appreciate each and every one of you. So continue to listen, continue to send in your questions, continue to send in your topic ideas And uh, I look forward to many, many more episodes and many, many more guests and topics to tackle as we come into the new year. Season one is actually coming to an end fairly soon. We're going to wrap it up in January, which is going to tie into the end of semester one with the high school calendar. And season two is going to kick off in February. And I already have so many ideas and topics ready to go to dive into, and so I'm looking forward to that. But today, I want to talk about something very, very important to me, and I think not only as an educator, but also as a person. And so I want to talk about reflection and taking time to reflect. And we're going to dive into this probably a few times over the next few weeks and the next few episodes, because it can't be tackled in just one 20-minute segment Because reflection is so important, and as someone who is now in their sixth year of uh, teaching, I reflect all of the time. I would say that one of my, I guess, go-tos is to pause and to reflect. For those of you who know me might say, when the heck do you have time to reflect, Matt? You are running around all of the time, always on the go. But I do, in my quiet moments when people aren't around or when they're, or when I'm in my car traveling from place to place or before I fall asleep at night or when I can't sleep at night and I'm you know going back and forth in my bed because I can't sleep I choose to reflect and I choose to think about you know what's going well what's not going well and how can I improve is it me that can improve um 
Are, is it my students who need to improve? And this is something that I do not only just for teaching and for education, but really in general with all of my life as an individual. I take the time to reflect and think to myself, am I being a positive human being? Am I complaining too much? Am I being jealous? Am I being prideful? Am I needing to stay quiet more than speaking up? Or do I need to speak up instead of being quiet? And so whether you're a teacher, whether you're a student, whether you're a parent, or whether you're just an individual who's interested in listening to these type of topics and you've jumped on to this episode as the Life of an Educator podcast, reflection is so important, I think, as an individual because we all have passions and desires and we all find ourselves in situations. And if we don't reflect and think about what went well what can be improved, what are my next steps, then I would ask, well, why are we in that situation? Why are we doing that specific activity or that job or that event? Why are we doing those things and not reflecting and not asking ourselves what went well, what didn't go well, what can be improved? And specifically as a teacher, I reflect all of the time. I reflect in each class that I teach. I reflect After each given day, I reflect after each given unit, I reflect after each given month, I reflect after each given semester. I'm already reflecting about this semester I currently find myself in as I prepare for February where we are going to kick off a new semester, I'm going to get a new batch of students, I'm teaching two new courses, and so I'm already reflecting and thinking about what has gone well this semester. What have I been successful with as a teacher? What have the students really grasped onto in my classroom? But what can I do to improve? What can I do to be better? What can I do to be the best teacher that I can be? Both in the curriculum and the content that I teach, but also in the approach that I take in accepting students, in welcoming students, in building relationships with students. How do I do that and how can I do that better? How do I assess better? How do I observe better? How do I connect better? All of these questions are so important. And so for me, I spend a lot of time in reflection because, again, as you've heard in these first several episodes, I love my job. I love my career. I love my coworkers and my students. I love the place of work that I do. And I was talking to a coworker probably a couple weeks ago now, and we were talking about this reflection piece. And we both agree that if we don't reflect and we don't sit back and think about those positives and negatives and how we can improve, then how are we going to ever get better? What's the point of doing what we do if we're not going to grow, if we're not going to ask ourselves those questions and think about how to grow and how to be better and how to be the best that we can be? It comes back to the last several episodes about passion and purpose. If we don't have a passion and we don't have a purpose, we're not going to reflect. And if we don't reflect, if we don't want to get better, if we don't want to grow, then I would challenge us and say, well, why are we there? Why are we in that situation? And so one of the examples that I'll share with you all today, it happened just actually a couple of weeks ago, and this is going to showcase how I reflect even on the day today. For those of you who know me, I am a very scheduled person, and we'll talk about this probably in another episode, but when I prepare my semester, when I prepare my year, I plan each of my days 
on a calendar and each each day would ha will have the lesson that we are going to cover as a class. It will cover the assignment that they have for either in class or homework. And if it's an assessment day, it will be clearly marked that, you know, October 29th is checkpoint number one and November the 15th is checkpoint number three or whatever. And it's all clearly marked September to January and the calendar is printed and it's posted on my bulletin board beside my desk. So I know everything that's going on each and every day from the beginning to end of semester. And I don't really, I try and stay on track as much as possible. I really don't like getting off track, okay? People would say that that causes me to be inflexible. And I would argue that, but I would say that I don't want to go off of what the calendar states. Now, as a teacher, you do need to be flexible because, you know, last Wednesday was our last day of classes. So we had our Christmas party. We had a gym rally. There was lots of fun going on in the school. And so there wasn't much time for any hardcore learning or assessment time to happen. Right. And so I had to plan that into my schedule. But when... I have control of the day I try and make sure I'm on schedule. So that gives you a little background talking about the story. So, and this has happened with one of my classes this past semester. And so any students who are uh, listening, who are from that class, you'll, you'll recognize this experience that we all went through together. But we were doing chapter four. This is grade 10 intro to applied and pre-cal. And we're in chapter four, which is for those of you who know the grade 10 curriculum, it's linear functions. For those of you who don't know the curriculum, just forget everything I just said. But we're doing chapter four of grade 10 pre-cal and applied. And so this unit was causing us a little bit of difficulty. And we did the assessment. And I'm marking the assessment. And the assessment did not go very well. It was a very hard assessment to mark in the fact that my students weren't succeeding. They were not doing well. And I want all of my students to succeed. I have a passion to allow opportunities for all of my students to be successful. And they weren't on this assessment. It was really not going well in terms of their marks. And I was a little discouraged marking it. And I know that the students were discouraged writing the assessment and handing it in. A lot of students handed in their assessment uh, incomplete. A lot of students handed in their assessment knowing that they had failed or had not done well. A lot of students had very distraught face expressions as they handed in their assessment. And so I knew it wasn't going to go very well. And as I marked it, I was correct in the fact that it was a troublesome chapter. So this comes to, I have time to now reflect. We went through the chapter together. We had done a checkpoint. We had worked on it. We had reviewed and we wrote, the students wrote the assessment and now the results have come in and the learning had not happened as well as I think myself and the students would have liked. And so now the reflection comes in and I have to ask myself, okay, what are the options here? Now, again, I'm a scheduled person. So the calendar says, that tomorrow we're starting chapter five. Okay, that's an option to start chapter five and just to pretend that everything was great and smooth and chapter five starts the next day. But that probably isn't the best option. The funny thing is, is because chapter five 
you need chapter four to be successful in chapter five because chapter five is systems of linear equations. So everything that we learned in chapter four was going to be needed in chapter five. So that wasn't going to be too good because now chapter five wouldn't go well because they didn't learn anything from chapter four. Or what they did learn, they didn't fully grasp the concept. And so I had to think about, okay, was it myself as in my teaching? Was there something I didn't teach well enough? You know, what what were the gaps that I created as a teacher that the students weren't comprehending? Okay, so I reflected on myself as an educator. Then I thought about the students and I thought, well, what did they not do or what what caused them to create gaps that caused them not to do so well? What did we do as a class? Because I believe that the team as the students and the teacher together also creates uh, the classroom atmosphere. So as a team, teacher and student combined, what did we do as a group that maybe caused the learning not to go as well as we had hoped? So all of these questions are going on in my head. And I thought, what is the best way to go about this? My scheduled brain is telling me to move on and just keep going. But my heart and my everything that, that I preach to my students about being excellent and and making sure that we understand and that we need to learn as a group is telling me I need to slow down and I need to stop and we need to reset. This is going to be in another episode, but I have an assessment scale at the bottom, bottom of my assessments. And I literally was circling restart, which is a mark between zero and 70% on several of my students' assessments because they did not do so well. And so I had to think to myself, if I'm circling restart, and again, listen to the name, restart, that's the word that's on the page. If I'm circling restart, and then myself as a teacher is not going to restart for the class, which the theme was that we needed to restart. And if that was something I wasn't willing to do, if I was just going to bulldoze through and stick with the schedule and start chapter five the next day, then everything that I'm saying to my students about, you know, there's time to learn and we're doing this together as a team and you know, we're going to learn and struggle together and we're going to succeed together. All of that is then going to go out the window because I'm more consumed and concerned about the schedule than I am about their actual learning. And so I had to think, Matt or Mr. Duick, you can't keep going. You have to pause and take some time and get chapter four conquered. And so that's what I did. I looked at this calendar. I readjusted a few things. And I was able to create two more days of review. And we spent two days just rehashing the material that we had not conquered the first time around. And so we, I did some teaching. They did some practice. I went around and helped students. And we had two full days of just hardcore review and hardcore relearning, hardcore rehashing Students were asking questions. I was going through questions. I had questions up on the board that they were tackling. And we did that for two days. And then we rewrote another assessment. And so I had to sacrifice three days out of my already set calendar to make sure that this learning would rehappen. And I am so proud of my class because this assessment the second time around was so much better than the first time. It wasn't perfect. There was still some gaps, but I give stickers for anyone who gets 70% or higher. And there was way more stickers the second time around. And for those who had a restart 
on their first assessment did not have one on their second assessment. They had grown. They had learned. They had been more successful the second time around. And so this is the the greatness about teaching. This is the greatness about education, the learning that happens. And the I was so encouraged after the second assessment that I marked because I allowed my students and I allowed myself personally, actually, to grow and to learn together. And then we moved on to chapter five. And chapter five went a whole lot better because everything that they had now learned in chapter four was able to be transferred to chapter five. And I believe going forward, as we enter into January uh, next month, that when we get to the exam review, it all is going to come back again. And everything that they had learned from chapter four and chapter five will be learned now and they'll be able to succeed on their exam. I had to go back and change the schedule and I did. And guess what? The calendar has been adjusted and we're all going to make it. And chapter six and chapter seven and the exam review is all being able to fit in the time that I have left. And so it was three simple days. I had to make some movement on the calendar, but the bigger reward is learning was able to happen. And I was able to show my students that it's okay to struggle. It's okay to not get it the first time. I think as students, and I think even as adults, we think that we all have to get it on the first try. But the funny thing is, is that's not learning. If we knew it all already, then we don't need to learn it. We already know it. And so I've had to say to my students a few times, it's okay if we're struggling. It's okay if we don't get it the first time. We're learning. It's practice. You don't know it yet. That's why I'm here as a teacher. If if you knew it all, I, I wouldn't have a job. And I love my job. So I'm glad you don't know it all right away because I want to teach. I want to show you things that you don't know. I want to teach you concepts that you don't understand right away. And, you know... This is just spurring so many more episode ideas as I just talked to you about reflection. But I get it. It's hard because we only have so many days. And especially in high school with the semester system, every day is a new topic. I know as elementary and junior high teachers or middle school teachers, you have more flexibility. I remember in grade when I taught grade nine, I had the whole year to teach my students. And so to take an extra day here or there to further the learning and to allow more time for the kids to grasp grasp the concept was an easier thing to wrestle with. Whereas in high school, with the semester system, every day is a new day, and it's really hard to fit it all in. But what's more important here? And I and I really want to challenge us to think about and to reflect on what's the important gain here. What are we trying to get through? In my case, what am I trying to teach my students? What am I trying to have them learn? And if we're just going to race through things and and not stop and pause and think about what 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 went well and what needs to improve, then again, I, I don't know what the point is. And so I'm excited for reflection. I give my students a reflection every year at the end of the semester to reflect on how I did as a teacher. And I'm six years in and I could say, ah, I know what I'm doing. I have learned all of the little quirks that I need to learn. And I have my toolbox of strategies and I don't need to reflect. That is farther, the farthest from the truth. I am always going to be a teacher who reflects. I'm going to reflect when I'm 55 and teaching. 
And, and that's just because I always want to grow and I always want to be better. And education is always changing. I mean, education is so different now than it was five years ago. And so I give my students a reflection at the end of the semester and, and they get to grade me in a sense. And they get to tell me what my strengths were, what my weaknesses were, and how I could improve as a teacher. And I take that so seriously because they know. They're the students. They know exactly what they need to be successful learners. They know exactly what they want to be successful learners. And what better info than from the students who you have worked with for five months and you've created relationships with. And now they get to tell you honestly, yeah, Mr. Duick, this is what you did really well on. And yeah, Mr. Duick, this is what I would have you maybe work on to be the best teacher that you can be. And these were my favorite moments in your class. And these were my least favorite moments in your class. In my five years of, of teaching so far, it never fails. And for those of you who know me, you'll laugh at this because uh, it never fails to not appear on my reflection paper that my students fill out for me. But um, the weaknesses every single time, and I promise you I work on them. But every single time I get that I talk too fast. So that's always one that I just kind of chuckle at because I try so hard to slow down and to, you know, explain things slower. Um, but I, I talk fast, I know. And so that's always one. And and I try and work on it. And yet it still shows up on my paper as my weakness every single time. I guess that might just be one that I have on there for forever. But what I love is my strengths is that I explain the content well. And so that's always a feel-good moment. Um, but what really gets me every time is, and it, it fails to not appear, is that I care for my students. And that's the biggest compliment that I can receive as a teacher is that I care. And that's the win. That's the win. And that's why I continue to reflect. That's why I continue to try and be better. That's why I continue to think about what's going well, what's not going well, and how can I improve? Because I do want to be a master teacher. I do want to be the best teacher I can be. And how do I do that without reflecting and looking at what went well and what didn't? And so time's a flying by, and I just looked at the time, and I can't believe we're already 23 minutes into this episode and so we need to wrap it up. But we're going to probably dive into this again next episode about reflection because there's so many pieces of reflection that you can uh, that you can look at. And so we'll, we'll jump into this next episode. But can I leave you just with encouragement to reflect and to think about, you know, even in your career, whether you're a teacher or not, whether you're a student, if you're a student, you can reflect too. As a parent, you can reflect. Yeah, whatever you're involved in, you can reflect in, in lots of different ways. But think about what am I doing well? What am I not doing well? How can I improve? What are the next steps? And this is not like reflection is not to be a criticism, but reflection is only to make yourself better. Reflection is only to help you improve as an individual, to be the best individual you can be in whatever area you find yourself in. So I hope this was really helpful. And uh, we'll continue this next time. But I want to encourage you to continue to listen. I want you 
to continue to share, continue to subscribe. If you haven't subscribed, whatever platform you listen to, just hit the like or subscribe button. That way you get a reminder or a notification every two weeks when another episode of the Life of an Educator podcast is released. Remember that a new podcast comes every second Tuesday. And so if you like or subscribe, you'll get that notification every time and you won't miss an episode. Um, But share it with people who you think it would be an encouragement to. Share it with your friends, share it with your family, share it with your coworkers, people in your community that you have relationship with. And continue to interact with me. I so appreciate all the kind words that people send me, whether it's through text or through social media. Continue to do that. It's it's a great encouragement. Thanks so much for listening. The numbers continue to rise. The episode downloads continue to rise. And uh, this is my 10th episode. I can't believe we're already there. If you include the pilot episode, this is the 10th episode of, of recordings. And it's just been such a journey. So thanks so much for being a part. And uh, I am so excited for what this next year will bring in terms of this podcast. I have lots of people I've talked to about becoming guests and uh, it's just about scheduling them and getting them on here and so I'm hoping for a lot more guests to come on in the coming months and to continue just to have great topics and discussion about not only just you know teacher boring topics but just topics that yes impact teachers but also can impact people uh, in all occupations so thanks so much I hope that this really helped you to know more about the ins and outs of an educator. Thanks everyone. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. We'll see you next time.